0: Welcome to our Bogosity Podcast Catch Up Hangout. We are live and covering the things we missed the last couple of weeks while I was on vacation. So, with us so far is Charles Thomas. Hello. And Daniel Wilcox. Uh, <laughs> hi there. Oh, you hi! Know, you the,
1: too. up a lung for us. Yes uh, the the allergy season. That's just you know. Just keeps
0: oh, spreading tell me good. about it. <laughs>
1: But anyway, let's get into, well, the insanity yeah, that we, is.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot to cover. Uh, I have four stories in news of the bogus, and I'll also give out two biggest Bogani Mitter and idiot extraordinaire bestowals. So two hours if we do, about 15 minutes each, which probably means I'll have to mute Charles or else it'll be like eight, but hey. Uh, well, don't worry. I'm
1: going to be... Um, I'll be uh, out soon, so don't worry.
0: Uh, Chris said he might come, but he'd have to leave early. So yeah, we'll have to if see he shows up. Trouble getting in.
1: Yeah, oh, it is? just yeah. Uh, let me let, let's see. Um, let me try this. Let's see. Um, dang it! I wish there was a way you could just share the thing. You know,
0: you should be able to just share the link.
1: Okay. All right. Um. No. 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 Not that. Not that. So. That
0: was how you guys got in, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Mm. I have no idea how that's... Google is a weird thing. It's yeah. a weird, weird I think you thing. have to go
0: through the Hangouts link, not the YouTube link. Yeah. All right, yeah, so let's to... get started. Hopefully, he'll yeah. make his way in. The story is about The Intercept, posting leaked documentation on Russian election hacking, Basically saying that there wasn't any that was in any way successful, and no, it wasn't the DNC email thing. So, what happened was Russians issued a cyber attack on at least one supplier of software for voting machines, and they also attempted spear phishing attacks on over a hundred election figure, hundred a ele- hundred election officials, which is nothing that people didn't already figure. But now we have confirmation of it, which means we also have confirmation that Putin was lying when he said the Russian government didn't try to hack the election.
1: Well, let's be honest. I mean, there were some a lot of uh, all this other skullduggery going around with Russia and, and such. And, I mean, they are probably had their hands in, in some cases. And, and honestly, I, wouldn't, I don't trust Putin as far as I can throw
0: him. Uh, But it really does show that U.S. elections are at least somewhat hack-proof, not because of any amazing things our officials have done, but because it's decentralized, it's heterogeneous, and it's actually pretty inefficient.
1: Yeah, well, well, hooray for our inefficiency. That's, um, you know, that's score for them. Well,
0: that's half of what government is good at. What, being inefficient? Yes. Now, what's amazing about this is that the intercept reached out to the government for comment on May 30th, and by June 3rd, the government had figured out who the leaker was. And the way they did it is something that's been known about for a while. And hey, Chris, get, why'd you make it?
2: Yeah, finally. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Yeah, ever since we installed you my computer, my main one, it's been acting like like crazy.
1: Maybe it's trying uh, well, to tell you the- something. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, you we're ver- in the
0: middle of this Russian hacking story, oh, dark person with not very good lighting. <laughs> oh, you versus bloody rubbish. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Russian hacking story.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we're talking about the fact that The Intercept reached out to the government for comment on the leaks on May 30th. By June 3rd, like four or five days later, they had figured out who the leaker was. And the way they did it, it's something the security people have been known about for a while but the public at large aren't really aware of it, and it's pretty disturbing. If you have a color printer, every time you print, many manufacturers put these invisible little yellow dots that you'll never see just by looking, but they can tell uh, exactly what printer printed the document and when. And I have an article from Robert Graham of Errata Security, and should have it right here coming up. And so what he's saying is that most new printers, but I think they've been doing this for like at least 10 years or more, they print these invisible yellow dots that say when and where the documents are printed. And the NSA logs all of the print jobs on its printers. So when they get that, they say, okay, this was printed on this printer at this time. They just go back to their logs and they can know exactly which of their users sent that print job. So that's how they caught this reality winner person. I guess that's a code name, but. Reminds me of that story we covered a few years back of that guy who printed some sort of, some sort of important, do- some sort of documents he was ordered to print in like a really small font. that doesn't scan well. Oh yeah. That was the lava bit stuff. The uh, government uh, ordered him to turn over his private keys. And so he printed them in four point type.
1: Hello.
0: Uh, Basically, what you do is you just print a page, and then you scan it in, and then you put it into an image editor, and believe it or not, what you're wanting to look at is the blue channel, because blue is basically not yellow, if you look at blue and yellow on a color wheel, they're opposite, and then you invert the colors, and Robert Graham shows it doing that, and how the little dots show up, and if we go down a bit, you can see that you can arrange them in a grid. And the grid tells you exactly what it is. So in this case, it was a printer with model number 54, serial number 29535218, printed on May 9th, 2017 at 620.
1: It's actually pretty good.
0: And they obviously have a record of the printer at the time, because like I said, they uh, log all of these. All right, Charles has something going on in the background. But this is uh, some of the things that uh, they do, as Robert Graham says, to be evil to you. So, like, if you're trying to scan a $20 bill, obviously they want to try and stop counterfeiting. So one of the things they will do is they put these little yellow 20s there that you really can't see, but a scanner can. And so that they... They show up there, so if you try to counterfeit it, there's all these little yellow 20s on it. And the second thing is that when you print out, they have these little dots uh, to uh, be able to track the printouts. And uh, I think that's about all I was going to quote from him. It does show, you know, putting the dots in the grid and trying to figure out what it is. But I've also got a link to an EFF page going over it, and they say which printers are known to have it. And one disclaimer, as they say, uh, the printers that they say aren't known to have the tracking dots on. They just haven't found it. That doesn't mean they're not there. There might need to be something extra. They need to do that, but that's what's going on, and that's how they caught them. And every time you print a document on your color printer, if it's one of the printer printers that does these, it's going to have those tracking dots. Okay, I think I'm talking to myself.
2: Yeah, sorry, Shane. I'm just confused. Oh yeah, because...
0: sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't. We don't, this isn't really quite our forte, I don't think. And i so of, That's fine. Printers? That's why it's, it's why it's got a co-host here to ask questions. But, you know.
2: So, are we, ta- are, we talk- are we talking about the Russian hacking scandal or printers? We're
0: talking about how they mm-hmm. caught the leaker that leaked the documents about the Russian hacking to the Intercept. So, they used printers? Oh, by the way, I'm back, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they use color printers, and the printers print out these invisible little yellow dots. But if you know how to make the dots show up, they show up in this little grid, and if you know how to read the grid, you can tell what printer printed that document and at what time.
2: Uh, oh, that's and, and is it from Russia or no?
0: Well, this document was from the NSA because it oh. was leaked from the NSA to the oh, Intercept. No. And that's how the NSA caught the hacker because they knew which printer it was printed on and when and they have a log of who's printing on their printers at what time.
2: Oh great, uh, just another reason to hate printers.
1: Well, <laughs> then again, you know, it is um it's um. <clears throat> the thing is I love this in the le- later on the document says, "Copiers and printers have two features put in there by the government to be evil to you." First yeah. scanners and copiers, you can use scan eh. feature Recognize.
2: Next thing you know, <laughs> you're going to tell me that the government's behind the reason why a lot of companies overprice the the price of ink for printers.
1: Probably. So it's recognize a barely visible pattern on currency so they can't be used to account for money. Which doesn't stop people who actually can, does, you know, I've been to people are like, oh, we they probably found a way to get through that. Probably.
0: Yeah, but to answer your question, Chris, I think they have used uh, IP to stop people from Making their own uh, compatible print cartridges. Oh, I see. Well, all right. so see. anyone else have anything to say on this story, or can we well, go? Well, I'm one? just, I'm just like, you know what?
1: Hopefully, hopefully, after all this stuff, maybe we can just move on from this. But looking at what people are saying on Twitter and everything else, I sadly expect not to. And well, this thing will be the story that will never die. Yeah.
0: Yep. We're we're, we're going to be putting up with stuff like this for a while. Yeah, cause... they're never
2: they're never gonna they're never gonna let they're never gonna let um the rushing you know s- you know supposedly rushing scandal go you know until Trumps leaves office you know so
0: even yeah. then you explain how how their obviously superior candidate lost.
2: Yeah, and and it's pretty and it's pretty funny and it's pretty funny because you know they because you know because you know I still don't think Russia hacked us and even if they did, what does Trump have to do with it? You know. <laughs>
1: What? They just want. They, the like, well, yeah. Trump is the evil, evil yeah. person who's going to kill know, us I, all. When
2: I, heard, when I heard, you know, the whole Russian, you know, when I heard first heard the whole Russian scandal, I was just slapping my forehead, saying, "It's like, okay, are you, are you Hillary Clinton supporters so sour that you would rather see a third, third world war than just admit you lost?"
1: Pretty no, much, no. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like that's what I think. What they are, what they are. They're like. As you said earlier, Shane, in that one video about SJWs, its they're just spoiled children who never who never learned how to lose. And if they can't have it, well, then no one can have it. So and them starting World War III is the equivalent of a of a, of a child I'm throwing a temper tantrum and breaking the toy so no one else can have it.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so our next story, we actually have a good ruling from the Supreme Court. Well, and see. If, well, if, the Supreme if, Court is kind of 50-50 a lot of yeah it. But, I mean, if this keeps up, hopefully we won't have to set fire to it like Venezuela did theirs. (laughs) So there's this Asian-American rock band called The Slants, and people say the name is racist, so I guess that's a reference to slanted eyes. So when they tried to trademark their name, the Patent and Trademark Office wouldn't let them because they said trademarks weren't allowed to, quote, disparage or bring into contempt or disrepute any persons living or dead.
2: And they probably pulled that pulled that rule out of their butts.
0: Of course they did.
2: That's what that's what they keep that's what they keep all their rules.
0: So they sued and the case is Matal versus Tam. The Supreme Court ruled unanimously eight to zero that a ban on offensive speech is a violation of the First Amendment.
1: Yes that is that's the one thing people I mean and and here's something people like who are like against us don't realize because once you say what uh, offensive speech should be banned, then it comes out, what is offensive speech? Because, I mean, yeah. what do you think about it? Like, for example, we are mostly people who are anti-war and such. What if you say, oh, your anti-war speech is against the troops, and there go it causes all the, you know, the trauma and everything else. So that means your anti-war speech, that's offensive speech banned. Or the war on drugs. We talk talked about how bad the war on drugs have hit many communities and such. That and so on and such. And now... Mm-hmm and now you know someone said we don't want you that you might just dis- dis- disparage or re- disrespect our police officers or what have you and, and such like that that's offensive speech you know what will be the lines and everything else about offensive speeches because remember freedom of speech is not there for cover the weather are things that everyone's university will agree with yep you know? and Could, and, it,
2: and and charles i was about to say this it also works vice versa like that one incident where um uh, where a gay couple um, got the court to force um, a Christian bakery to make them a wedding cake for a gay wedding. Well, a few months afterwards, um, a neo-Nazi group forced um, forced a Jewish-owned bakery to make them a swastika cake. And from what I heard, the lawyers on behalf of the neo-Nazi says, well, if gays are allowed to use, um, to use government force to force their, their way, then the Nazis have every right. And the court said, yep, unfortunately, that's what it says. That's how no, it is. Exactly, yeah. and, and then and then all, and then all the all the SJWs were screaming that was promoting fascism. And then I'm like, well, how's it any different from earlier? And they're like, well, that's different.
0: Yeah. exactly. Yeah.
2: And I and I was telling this to a friend of mine, you know, I mean, it's so hilarious about how video games get so iffy over like this display of a swastika. But yet I see plenty of, you know, World War II games where they won't show the swastika, but they're more than happy to show the hammer and sickle. Yeah. which
1: has done a lot of negative stuff as well.
0: Yeah, and I'm and and people by, yeah. by like
1: tenfold or something. And it pisses me off. Um, yeah. uh, about you know how the swastika was basically you know culturally appropriated and such like that was usually used as a like a, a Buddhist symbol and now it's used as people see it as a hatred and horrible. You know, and, an,
2: and another funny and another well, funny. Was was re- a lot
0: more than that, believe it or not. In the 19th century, there was actually a sect of Judaism, and their symbol was the swastika inside the Star of David. Yeah, yeah. it's yep. oddly enough that. Uh, the cross went to the opposite sort of transformation Yeah, yeah. Negative- uh, Alito wrote the majority opinion where he said quote we now hold that this provision violates the free speech clause of the first amendment it it offends a bedrock first amendment principle speech may not be banned on the ground that it that it expresses ideas that offend yes and
1: even Interesting about that about offensive One of our, our main impulsive speakers of, of, of history in the United States had well at the times offensive speech. You look at say Martin Luther King <laughs> at that time, but, at that time or Malcolm X. Those were you know if those if the rules against offensive speech was there here back in the day, they they would probably be, well let's be honest you know they would probably not have a chance to actually speak the words to speak truth to power. That right there alone, because Our again, front- a lot of people probably were offended with, with Michael Luther King saying, you know, talking about the evils of Jim Crow. There were probably a lot of people who were offended about that. So yep. what are you yeah. going to say about this whole thing, about saying, you know, it's like they just seem to forget about history, you know? Yeah, the, founding,
2: f- the founding father's um speech was arguably hateful because, you know, remember, they were You know, America was founded during a time where people still believed, you know, that the king of their empire was all holy and and mighty. And when you're criticizing the king, it's like saying, oh, my God, you're committing blasphemy, you know.
0: Yeah. And what do you think the Declaration of Independence was? Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Alito summarized the government's argument as, quote, The government has an interest in preventing speech, expressing ideas that offend. And he responded, quote, That idea strikes at the heart of the first amendment speech that demeans on the basis of race, ethnicity, gender, religion, age, disability, or any other similar ground is hateful. But the proudest boast of our free speech jurisprudence is that we protect the freedom to express the thought that we hate. Uh, yeah, that's
1: what it is. And speech has to be, and I will always say this and, I mean, from the idiot. I mean, people who wrote the dumb speeches from the, you know, the crazy people from like Alex Jones and all this stuff should should be able to speak and, and such like that. You know, I'm that type of crazy person that they they should have a platform. But the platform is also there to rebut them, to 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 sit there and actually you know uh, to to uh, to to challenge the ideas because if you I mean, there are places, and I, I, you know, and I see some people you don't want to get platforms to speeches and stuff like that, and I get that. There are some people you don't want to get platforms to, but I think the main thing is, and the one thing and I want to kid this, uh, there's one thing that comes out is that you, the speech, the person speaking, they have ideas, and without crazy or anything, I'll say, I had ideas do have somewhat, you know, some merit that has to be spoken. They have to be spoken because without the speech being spoken, or anything else, is just or uh, you know, without these words being spoken, these powerful ideas they just go mute, and and they should not be. People should not be afraid or scared, you know, for you know, with governments or anything else, or what the crazy or idiotic idea might be. Heck, that idea, the crazy idea, might actually help propel people uh, forward. You know, I mean, once upon a time, this country was, you know, the idea of a republic was an insane idea you know
2: a long time a, a long time ago a long time ago telling telling them um, people by the way earth is not the center of the universe and we revolve around the sun a lot of people would say what but that that's that's horrible god created the world in his image why would he not make us the center of it you know it would offend people like that you know they burned
0: Giordano Bruno for that yeah so reason tv talked to slant spacist simon tam wasn't that a firefly character but anyway he said the whole point of the provocative name was to challenge anti-Asian stereotypes, quote, For me, this whole fight is, has not been just about the band name and our right to access the trademark registration. When I found out what the government was doing and how they were doing it, how they were using it to suppress speech, and how they were trying to take rights away from my own community, I decided that it was not right. So all of a sudden, it became about principle. When I believe they are violating the values of our country and violating my own values, I decided that had to be stopped, no matter the cost.
2: Yep.
1: Agreed.
0: And this is what I've said before. There is no free speech without offensive speech. Speech that isn't offensive to anyone doesn't need to be offended. So the only time you need to defend someone's right to free speech is when he's saying something that offends someone else and that someone else is trying to silence him.
2: And not to mention, and I've told this to people before, the reason why we should end the war on on offensive speech is because, let's face it, every single word, phrase out there is going to offend someone. There's nothing oh, yeah. you can do about it. You know, I mean, and I tell this to people, and, I, and you know, I, it kind of reminds me about that paradox one time where they were talking about where, because of the whole controversy with trigger warnings, that some colleges were actually issuing trigger warnings for the trigger warning. It's like, wow. it's like, what are you? Well, that's meta. Yeah, what are you going to do next? Are you going to issue a trigger warning for the trigger warning for the trigger warning for the trigger warning? <laughs> it's like that's 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 that, that's that catch 22 thing or whatever. You know, it's like you know, you can't you know, you can't have your cake and eat it at the you know, the truth is someone's going to be offended.
0: You I'm know? offended by that cake actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm offended by you being offended by that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Kind of remind, yeah kind do of, this all that, day. that reminds me. Of, yeah reminds me of that <laughs> joke from South Park sexual harassment Panda where it's like we don't take kind to of panda bears here, well we don't take kindly to you, well, we don't take kindly to people who don't take kindly around here. And then they're like, what <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> all right, anything else before we move on
2: nope other nope. than other than to anyone who says we still need to ban to ban, um, uh, to ban offensive speech, grow some balls. <laughs> Or
0: ovaries. All right, another awesome ruling. This one against the FBI regarding the Playpen website. We talked about that. You know, they set up a website with actual child porn on it, so they can put malware on the computer on the computers of people who visited the site. Yep. Or, isn't, or that a federal that entrap- magistrate-
2: isn't that entrapment? Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a- yeah. It's funny. We have entrapment laws, but. The, but there's also a loophole in the law that the police obviously put in there for themselves that says it's not entrapment if we say it isn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, a federal magistrate just ruled that law enforcement officials do not get to break the law to catch criminals.
1: Well, that's That should be so, – you know what? That's – good. I mean, I can't believe we've got to say that. Well, I, I but- hate to say that because, honestly – It's this whole notion of this whole Jack Bowery trying to be like, you know, that type of stuff. We break the law, but it's only for a good reason. No, it's not for good reason. The laws are there for a reason. And, and, and and the, and, and then you break them in all the suit for this guy or a gal or whatever. At the end of the day, you've basically trampled on so many people's rights, so many idea, the ideals, the rights, and everything's around it to catch this person. And at the end of the day, the person probably won't even serve like multiple, you know, will not serve as many years because you violate these rules.
2: Yeah, so. And- I'm going, to say, I'm going to say this. This reminds me, because yesterday I was watching um, the new Resident Evil CGI movie. Not the Paul W. Anderson movies, but the new one. It was Vendetta. And there was a scene where one of the characters, Leon, is fighting these zombies. And while killing a couple zombies, there's people on the highway, normal people who are evacuating. And he causes a car wreck, which causes two cars to crash into each other and explode. And I'm like, wow, who's the hero again?
0: <laughs> and Blake Pettis just joined us. Yep. Welcome back, Blake.
2: Um, he even, even actually pointed that out in the movie because earlier, one of the main villains um, is making a new bioweapon that turns people into zombies, and the reason was because in order to combat you know the war on bioterrorism in the Resident Evil universe, they dropped a bomb on his wedding, and they failed to kill him, but they killed a whole bunch of innocent people whose only crime was being associated with him. It's like...
0: So so basically what the FBI did was they set up this website so they could use malware, which they call a NIT, or Network Investigative Technique, and they put it on more than 8,000 computers, basically as a general warrant to get their IP addresses, MAC addresses, open ports, lists of running programs, operating system types versions and serial numbers, preferred browsers and versions, registered owners and registered company names, current logged-in usernames, and their last visited URL. The judge said, you got to be kidding. That is so unconstitutional. And he's recommending that all of the reams of evidence they co- they collected under this warrant be considered inadmissible in something like 900 different criminal cases they have against this.
2: Well, yeah, it's, again, it's entrapment, you know. And that's another thing that a lot of these, you know, Guys, don't well, think about it. He's not about even it.
0: talking about entrapment. He's talking about it being a general warrant, which is not what the Constitution allows. It allows specific warrants. Yeah, yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, it's it's it sucks how how the how the cops are always trying to work their way past you know the law. You know, I mean, I even read a story about one time where where the FBI where the FBI got. You know, arrested a guy like out of the blue. And when they were questioned, well, did you have a warrant for this guy's arrest? Yeah, we have a warrant for his arrest. But then the guy's lawyer did a little investigating and he found out the FBI guys gave themselves the warrant. They filed yep. it like a couple hours beforehand. And apparently there was a little loophole in the law that said certain federal agents, you know, if they're a certain rank, which these FBI guys were, could write their own warrants.
1: Well, yeah, but the thing is, I look at this, the whole case about the playpen. And I I do see what they were trying to do. They were trying to trap a lot of these um, horrible people and, and such into this, um, you know, these, um, um, you know, the, the child molesters and all this type of stuff. And I get that, and I, I understand what they were doing. And, and I'm I, I really, you know, this is why I want them to cross the I's and dot the T. Yeah, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you know, you know, dot the eyes, cross the T's, and all these type of um. Uh, things to make sure everything is above board because if you slip up just once on all these type of things, don't think that any of those uh, defendants have a good lawyer on their case. Say, oh, oh, they slipped up. That means my client didn't really do anything wrong, and they go and, and get free. So this stuff right here, you have to make sure that these uh, – if you want to go after these people, you have to make sure that you do everything by the book.
0: So, for an example, this Naked Security article talks about Terry Lee Carlson, a 47-year-old from Minnesota, arrested following. They called it Operation Pacifier. I mean, who comes up with these names?
2: Yeah, and not to mention uh, anyway. Uh, can I just Wait, say wasn't something? that a yeah. yeah. Can I also just say? Can I also just say something real quickly? It's kind of a funny joke. So, they actually used actual child porn on this website. Yes. Would that, would that mean they're breaking their own law?
0: You know? Yes, that's the whole point.
2: Yeah it's, like, yeah, it's like... That's the whole
0: point. They're breaking the law.
2: Yeah, it's like, okay, we're going to try to catch catch people for being in possession of child porn. Now let's grab all this child porn we have for who knows where and let's post it somewhere.
0: So when they raided Carlson's home, they got 20 storage drives and all sorts of other things. The magistrate is recommending that that be suppressed, claiming that they had no jurisdiction to have this warrant span the entire planet, which is basically what they're saying. And so what he said was, quote, the government claims legal authority from this single warrant issued in the Eastern District of Virginia to hack thousands of computers in 120 countries and to install malicious software for the purpose of investigating and searching the private property of uncounted individuals whose identities and crimes were unknown to the government before launching this massive worldwide search.
2: Yeah. And, oh, I guess, I guess minority report wasn't a science fiction movie. It, it was a documentary. <laughs> There's a similar story
0: like that coming out of Japan. We might cover it next week, but they're, yeah. they're trying to go after people they think are going to commit crimes.
2: Yeah. It's like, yeah, one person pointed out the biggest plot hole in why trying to predict crimes should never work because, like, if you could magically predict the future and you wanted to use it to predict to predict crimes, well, you wouldn't see. Well, the psychic wouldn't see see the person committing the crime; they'd see the person being arrested for committing the crime.
0: I think I, I think in Minority Report they were actually seeing the crime itself.
2: Yeah, like. Yeah. But you know, but still, anyway. You know, it's
0: anyway. He said, "Quote." This court is aware of no lawful way for the government to deploy this investigative technique. Assuming, without deciding that some way could be devised to use the technology employed here, the court concludes that the government, by using the NIT malware to collect data from Carlson's activating computer, conducted an unlawful search that was not supported by a lawful lawful warrant. And he also said, quote, The purpose and flagrancy of the FBI's misconduct in attempting to obtain the NIT warrant and deploying the NIT malware is truly staggering. The FBI facilitated the victimization of minor children and furthered the commission of a more serious crime, the distribution of child pornography, to primarily identify offenders committing less serious crimes, viewing and receipt of child pornography.
2: Yeah, and you know, I understand you want to protect the children and all that, but I'm just going to say this right here, and I'm not trying to sell. And I'm not trying to say like I'm defending pedophiles or anything, but just because a guy's looking at child porn doesn't mean he actually wants to go out and uh, rape a child, you know. Maybe that's,
3: that's true. why Tommy yeah. was fired.
2: Yeah, you know, it's.
1: That is true. So unless they have the. You know what I'm saying? Like you have the. Uh, what's the word? I'm if you have the intention or intent to do harm, you know that's the thing. If you have intent to do harm, then you um, then you uh, you can go to you know, that's the thing, right? I mean, intent. That's the main thing. If you have no intent,
0: but I mean, it's it's one of those things where I I think that they haven't quite gone so far as to say just being a pedophile is illegal. But I mean, I've, I've got a couple of quickies coming up on this, like how in in Australia even if the model is of age if she just has like an A cup or something like that that counts as child pornography in the UK you can have drawings that are when no children are actually involved so there's no one actually being harmed
2: yeah i actually i actually heard i actually heard a story like that actually when i was working at walmart one of our employees got fired because they claimed um he he possessed child porn but what am i but one of the employees who I was talking to who knew the guy said, that guy didn't have child porn. I mean, okay, technically, yes, he had, he had, he had pictures of naked girls who were 16. But here's the thing. They, it was hentai cartoons. Those girls yeah. weren't real. They were just drawings.
0: So anyway, finishing off this story, Mark Ramold, senior staff attorney at EFF, said, quote, we have appropriate and time-tested Fourth Amendment limits. Unfortunately, in this case, the FBI did not do that. They just threw caution to the wind and got the broadest authority that they could conceive of. It's going to have consequences down the line.
2: It's going to. It already has.
0: Well, hopefully it has a lot more. So.
2: Yeah. Not to mention... And you need to really
0: say, look, we got to stop this whole General warrants thing. <laughs>
2: Not to mention, and we've pointed this out before. Um, before another unintended consequence of this law is that you know, it's like the FBI claims, well, we're only using it to look for child porn, but other government agencies have said, let's do the exact same thing. Well, let's look for other criminals we don't want, like you know, like what they did with um, some of the people using the black web. You know, they were trying to find drug dealers.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean that's something else this might apply to if you have a narc who's posing as a drug dealer selling drugs. By this same logic, you know, possessing drugs is a lesser crime than selling drugs. So, again, they would be committing a greater crime to try and stop a lesser one, you know.
2: Yeah, you know, it's some...
0: Um... Mm,
1: yeah.
2: Actually, actually, this reminds me of a story that one of my friends told me because he knew a guy. He used to get into the dark world, and he said, "You know, you know how you can tell the difference between if a if a dealer is legitimate or if he's a narc. If he like, if he's like very eager to meet you like right away, like he's like he wants to get that deal done in there. You should tread with caution because that's a good sign. He might be a narc.
0: Yeah, because a real drug dealer is gonna be worried that he might be selling to an arc.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's gonna yeah, you know, the, he, yeah, you know, a real dealer is gonna be more like okay, I'll okay, well. I'll think about it, but, you know, we got to, you know, talk to each other. We got to hang out with each other first, you know, for a while. Whereas a going to be like, okay, yeah, I have drugs. Here, come come over to my place right here at this time right away, and I'll sell them to you.
0: All right. Anything else on this story before we go to the next one? Nope.
1: Nope. Uh, I'm good.
0: All right. So the next one is something we've talked about before. The government keeps saying they need to break into our crypto to catch terrorists, but... As the Manchester and London attacks show once again, they can't even catch them when encryption isn't an issue. And <laughs> this is something that, you know, Teresa May has been really hitting since then. Basically, I think she wants to shut down the entire internet, is basically what it sounds like. Oh uh, yeah, that because
1: are like that. Oh yeah, because what if you make a and, and, uh, you know, uh, oh, my gosh, the Internet, it, that's the way the terrorists are coming up. And they keep slipping up because they strong, crypto, all this other stuff. And then meanwhile, they're just posting this stuff on Twitter and uh, Facebook. And they're just laughing off, oh and doing all that crazy stuff. You know, it's it, they're, they're overthinking these issues. If that's the main it, the problem is that they're overthinking it. I, honestly, tele-
2: I honestly think that these, that these guys that want, you know, that want, you know, uh, you know the government to get into cr- encryption, I think they honestly know that it's that um that um less encryption would have would have stopped the terrorists It's just that they want these rules passed, and they're just using it as an excuse
0: hey uh i'm gonna I'm gonna head out now, so uh
1: yeah, all, right. Yeah, all right. right all right take care uh, daniel get it bud. see you later baby
2: I can hang out with you guys for about thirty more minutes, but then I oh, got oh, cool yeah yeah,
0: yeah, we're actually ahead of where I was thinking anyway, so that' will be fine. Uh, so the telegraph reported quote counterterrorism agencies were facing questions after it emerged Salman Abedi not sure if that's how it's pronounced uh, we need a- Abraham here for this he told friends that being a suicide bomber was okay prompting them its anti-terrorism hotline sources suggest that authorities were informed of the danger posed by Abedi on at least 5 separate occasions in the 5 years prior to the attack on Monday night.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, it's, like I said, overthinking it.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, the real sad truth is that a lot of people love to look for these parents, but the real, real sad truth is that you can't really predict these guys, you know?
1: they Yeah, they want to find the easy way and such, but it's not. It's hard to uh, to find them, and it's always this whole... Oh my gosh, we got to find this stuff. We have to do this. We got to do it. I'm like, no, it's yeah. not like that. Yeah, you it's, know, going uh,
2: back, you know, kind of going back to Gun Control, you know, the same thing. You know, a lot of people like to say, "Okay, so this mass shooter had a mental had a mental disorder, so therefore we should pass a law that prevents <laughs> anyone with a mental disorder from from buying a gun." Yet they completely ignore the fact that millions of people in America have mental disorders and they don't go on shooting rampages. Mm-hmm.
0: We've talked about this before. People with mental disorders are no more likely to commit acts of violence, but they are 10 times as likely to be victims of violence. Pretty now, much. And, and, all right,
1: oh,
3: sorry, go ahead. And this, that hurts me on a personal level. Cause I have a brother who's, even though he's in his thirties, he's still very disabled. And he was in a former situation where he was violently threatened by a roommate who was not as disabled. And so he needed to be, able to be protected, at least, at least if not by him, then by his guardian.
0: Yeah. So CNN reported on the more recent London attacks, quote, London attack ringleader Curhan Butt, yes, that's his name, Butt, <laughs> was identified as a, I mean, it's probably Butte or something, but I'm going to say Butt, was identified as a major potential threat leading to an investigation that started in 2015. But was seen as a heavyweight figure in Al-Muhajirun, I don't know how that's pronounced, whose hardline views made him potentially one of the most dangerous extremists in the UK. The investigation into Butt involved a full package of investigatory measures, and he was even filmed in a 2016 documentary entitled The Jihadis Next Door, and he showed a black flag that was associated with ISIS he unfurled it in London's Regent Park. And even though police were present during the filming, they did nothing to follow up on it.
2: You we're know, all... this is, this. Uh, can I just say, St. Charles, this might be a little off topic, but this kind of reminds me of that recent uh, um, mosque attack in London where there's this guy, Paul Joseph Watson, who I like to watch, even though he's a he can be a little bit of a nut at times, but he, he brought up a really good point. You know, he says, look, I- Isn't he
0: on InfoWars? Yes. Yes,
3: he is. Yeah. He's kind of the same person on InfoWars, though.
0: Yeah, he seems to be better than most people on that site. But that's not saying much. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was just about to
2: say this. um, uh, Sorry, I didn't hear you. My computer crashed briefly, but...
0: Okay. Well, Well, go on with what you were saying.
2: Well, Paul Joseph Watson, basically he brought up a good point when he was talking about the mosque, and he wasn't saying he was was condoning the attack, far from it. He was condemning the guy who committed the mosque attack, but what I loved what he was pointing out was the hypocrisy, because here's the thing. When uh, the London attacks occurred, in fact, the London and Manchester attacks occurred, everyone was saying, we need to move on, we need to pray. Pray for peace and just move on. What happens when a, a quote unquote right winger commits a terrorist attack? Oh, we got to start censoring. We got to shut down, you know, right wing hate speech sites. And, and Paul Joseph Watson was saying, What happened to pray and move on?
1: I mean, that's what it is. It's narratives. And yeah. and I think a lot of people see, and, th- and let's be honest here, um, there are a lot of hate groups and a lot of hate crimes and such that are done majorly in not only this country and everyone else. And, you know, the, the stats, the Bear out that you know, white people, you know, they do crazy stuff and uh, you know, in Hayfield and, and and such like that. But uh, the one thing you and yeah, um, and people will say, oh, Well, what do you want to do, like, oh, we should do the same thing, what do we do with the mountain? No, no, it doesn't work. Um, what we can do is look and, and find out what are the causes of it, and instead of just sitting around praying and doing other stuff, let's 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 actually. Do yeah. our due diligence and, yeah. and yes, we should, you should um, not use the tragedies as for political propaganda. That's how we get into these messes to begin with. Yeah. This is how we yeah. always, and, and after these terrorist attacks, you, I know, I guarantee you there's somebody in that parliament, someone out there are just going to say, oh, and probably just wringing their hands like this. Oh, yes. That means all my little bills and everything else to get through, and more money for me, more anything else and, and all this type of stuff to to cause more, like more war profiteering, more people getting killed and destroyed, which is the main cause of this of these uh, these calamities. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, yeah. It is the main cause of all this, this, this death and destruction is to go in and blow more people up, even though it will cost like families and, and it, families, friends, and everyone else around them like, you know, and why on, don't we time. get. Yeah, and, not to
2: mention, and, not to, and not to mention, and I've told this to several of my friends, we're blowing up the wrong people too. Like, yeah, one could make an argument that ISIS could be a legitimate threat, but when you blow up when you blow up a, a Middle Eastern country or another group that has nothing to do with ISIS, you're not helping. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's what happened. That's what happened. There was um you know, there were a couple of terrorist attacks, and who did people blame? Syria, yet for all the sins that Assad has done in Syria, he's fighting ISIS and he's doing a good job at it.
0: Well, well, so was Saddam Hussein. Well,
3: yeah. we're trying to fight uh, the the Syrian rebels, and we're also trying to fight Assad at the same time. So
0: yeah, you know the right. Yeah, so. So and anyway, not to, in manch- and not
2: to mention, not to,
0: oh sorry, Shane. Yeah. So anyway, in twenty fifteen, the Intercept looked at ten high high profile terrorist attacks around the world. In every single case, at least some of the perpetrators were already known to the authorities. So. Strong encryption is not the issue; it's the incompetence of authorities. And the same thing
1: happened with all these other things. They, they, the same thing happened with the Paul Snycup. They were talked. They said there was information, <laughs> about this person. Same thing with all these other people, like from um, um, uh, you did know, the the, uh, the LA stuff too, the California stuff, is that they have the information, yet they don't. do it. In fact, I remember the shoe bombing guy. You know his yeah. own dad. What up and said, this part, my son is doing some really uh, stuff. And what did they do? They sat on it. Again, yeah, and uh- it's just incompetence. It's And this breeds the people from like saying, you know, we're talking about Infowars, that breeds that type of stuff. It's like they see it as a known a, a Melissa, uh, whatever, um, whatever you that word is. <laughs> but it is something that, okay, they, they see it as that, like they, they know and yet they do nothing. It's not well, just maleficent. It is a. It is just incompetence. Yeah, it's you like it's a,
2: it's and Charles also. It's also like that incident um with um the Islamic um rape gangs in the U K. You know, I mean the police had all these had all these pictures. They had video evidence showing that there was a group of Muslim men. They were going around raping young women and boys, particularly ones who weren't weren't Islamic and. Uh, and the police were told by their local governor don't, or whatever the term is, don't pursue the case because we don't want to look like we're, we're a bunch of racists who hate, who hate refugees. You know? No, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's, the, that's right. been a
0: big problem throughout Europe. Yeah, yeah. but that's horrible. That's terrible.
2: That's my one thing I disagree with Infowars on is like I don't think the solution is to ban Muslims. You know, Really, the problem is with what's going on in Europe is that the European countries are so obsessed with looking politically correct they're not protecting and enforcing their laws you know
1: and and, and and I'm sorry but this hurts not only that but it hurts the um the, the Im- immigrant community as well because again it's social it is the uh social like um uh, you know it's like the uh people the perception social perception of like, it's like guilt by know, association exactly without yeah. talking and say okay let's arrest these people in fact the, the only time it got actually brought up is that the immigrant communities had to bring up and say hey this is wrong. We have to go and do this instead of no one else in the community says this. Like to me, and again as the sole black person, and they're you know and all this stuff the so you know whatever minority voice whatever. If you're doing wrong, if you're doing dirt, you should be. You should go. Uh, you know, you shouldn't. People should not be afraid to um, you know um, to call it out. They should not, especially in your own community. And such, mm-hmm. you know, individuals and stuff and all that type of stuff. It, it is so uh, if, if the community voices are ignored because it just seems to me it's just this whole for, just trying to get these little points like saying, yes, I'm I'm moral. I'm good. I'm not going to point this out. If you're not going to point out evil, you're just basically um, handcuffing them. You're, you're infantizing them. You're making them like children that yeah. to me that is the yeah. biggest slap in the face of of all yeah f-
2: yeah a friend of mine told me a story about how one of his buddies actually was talking to a couple of you know Somali girls in their hijab and you know eventually they accused him you know of um being anti-islamic because he he kept he kept asking them why do you wear that you don't have to wear that here and when they finally demanded to know why you forcing this, he's like, "I'm not forcing it. You know, the reason why I'm asking you is because I think you know there is good things about Islam, but you're not going to be able to get those good things out unless you learn that a lot of those laws in your religion are silly and outdated, and you got to reform it." You know.
0: So, getting back to the topic, which is the strong encryption and mass surveillance and wanting backdoors, I think it's good. You know, when an FBI whistleblower in 2014 came out and explained it, it's like, look. When you're going through all this stuff and you're trying to find a needle in the haystack, it doesn't help to add more hay.
2: Yep. Yeah, this is
3: kind of like a huge argument against the NSA spying. Yep. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah.
2: That's a thing. That's a thing that I tell people all the time whenever they say we need more laws. In fact, if anything, you're helping criminals by passing more laws because you, when, you, when, you, when all you do is just try to outlaw stuff, eventually there's so many laws that... If a criminal is smart enough, he'll just slip right through because it'll the, he'll get lost in the noise. That's how Bernie Madoff so the
0: got. Are spending so much time looking for people in possession of a plant.
2: Yeah, that's actually partially also how Bernie Bernie Madoff got away with his pyramid scheme was because by the time he was launching the scheme, there were so many laws, you know, governing okay how you can do your money that that while the f. That um they were that they were investigating him and they couldn't find it because they kept getting lost. And finally it wasn't until his own kids, you know, showed, you know, the FBI, okay, here's a list of all the documents of our father. This is what he's been doing, arrest him.
1: That yep. right there.
2: Yeah, it's like that's that's what happens with strong encryption. You know, I mean a lot of people are a lot of governments guys say, but if we have but if we have back doors, we'll be able to find the guy. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. If you have a back door, not only can a guy get in, he can also get out. He'll, exactly. slip right, yeah. he'll, he'll slip right out before you even get in there, you know.
0: All right, anything else on this one?
3: No. Nope. Nope. Well, what do you guys think about people who say that, because uh, uh, Poland banned Muslim immigration, and they haven't they've supposedly not had any Muslim a- attacks uh, this year? The
0: biggest predictor by far of whether you have a terrorist attack is how many troops you have in the Middle East. And it's exactly. not just Poland who has been free of attacks. It's been Switzerland and a bunch of others. Yep. And there's like seven or eight of them that have had no attacks. And what do they all yeah. have in common? No troops in the Middle East. Yep. Exactly. And Shane,
2: and Shane, here's something I'll point out. You know, I've been seeing a lot of, you know, pro-Putin people saying, oh, yeah, well, Russia's in, in, in the Middle East. And they've been bombing the hell out of ISIS. And they've been fighting. him. we're a peaceful country. But I've been looking up Russian media. It turns out there there have been now not on the same scale as in America, but there have been several several terrorist attacks in Russia.
1: Exactly. So it's the number of troops. Yep. But that's you know I think we can um yeah I think we should end it right there. But you know but most countries aren't going to get it. In fact, most people won't get it either.
2: Yeah. Not to mention, you know. Not to mention, as many people point out, you know, they'll say, "But if we don't have troops in the Middle East, then how are we going to fight ISIS?" It's simple. It's simple. You know, if you don't bomb their country, country next time ISIS shows up in a village and says, "We need to rally against the Western world and destroy those, those infidels," the people are going to be like, "Why? What did the West do to us?" If anything, you're, you're the cra- if anything, you're the crazy guys. In fact, that's what the Middle East was like for a long time before the Soviet Union and the United States got involved. Yep. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's do our first biggest bogon emitter. And this one, nominated by a libertarianist, is the Denver Post. It's not just an article about it, it's them. They're saying that Colorado's falling unemployment rate is a bad thing. Wait, what? what? That's Colorado's it? unemployment rate crossed into uncharted waters in April, dropping to a record low, 2.3%. The rate is so low, it's acting like an anchor on the state's economy, leaving thousands of jobs unfilled and hurting the ability of businesses to meet consumer
3: demands. What? I, I, um, um, by that they mean they don't have enough tax revenue. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I guess...
2: Okay, first. Okay, first they're saying. First they're saying that the reason why capitalism is bad is because we have we have poor homeless people on the street, and now they're saying capitalism is bad because we don't.
0: That doesn't. <laughs> well, this so doesn't make what, any sense the, logically. Yeah. Well, here's what Gary Hor- Hor- Horvath, an economist with Broomfield, says. Quote: This is saying that Colorado has one of the most inefficient economies in the country. Colorado companies cannot find workers. Much less qualified workers.
3: They don't need new workers.
0: It's efficient I guess, <laughs> to have people moving around not working.
2: You know what this kind of reminds me of, Shane? This reminds me of, um, I believe it was this one California governor and all that, and he was bragging about how, oh, you know, our state has all these welfare programs. We have all these charities and all that. And then, um, and then one guy said, well, then how come you have one of the highest unemployment rates in the United States?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so this is also what uh, Ryan Gedney, labor economist with the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment, said, quote, when we get to unemployment rates this low, you can't sustain the pace of job growth. Yeah, you know, once you've hired everybody, you can't hire anyone more. That's kind of how the math works.
2: Yeah, you know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because people change their jobs all the time, you know.
1: Yeah, again, Yeah, uh, this is something we should be celebrating. I mean, a low unemployment means that people have a, a lot more people are jobs are employed. They're not worried. And, yeah, and this be they're, not,
2: they're, not, they're not on the street getting drunk or high and, you know, mo- and mooching off of welfare. They're actually being productive citizens.
0: So here's what Libertarianist had to say when he nominated it. Quote, starting about a year ago, everything started getting very good for my fiance and me. My fiancé changed jobs from one that paid 20 an hour with employee-paid benefits to a 25 an hour job with, employ- with employer-paid benefits. I went from having no job to a part-time job on a freight dock for $16.16 an hour to an office job at $19.26 an hour after only one year. The initial offer detailed that my pay would increase by $0.50 cents every 90 days, so nearly one-third of that 20% increase was unexpected and unasked for. I am now leaving that job for a full-time position with lots of opportunities for advancement. The job market in Denver has been fantastic, at least for me. Sadly, I see that coming to an end as Amendment 70 gets put into effect over the next few years. The amendment, which passed this last November, hiked the minimum wage from $8.31 an hour to $12 an hour by 2020.
2: Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. Where, where, you know, you, you, that's the solution. Raise the minimum wage. Well, why being so greedy? Why, why, why $12 an hour? Why not tell that everyone has to be paid $50 an hour? That'll fix some that'll well, um, of poverty. Uh, well, I mean, oh, they deny yeah. up
0: and down a blue mm-hmm. streak that minimum, wages causes, <clears throat> that minimum wage causes unemployment, and then they go, hey, there are too many jobs. Let's increase minimum wage and get unemployment up.
1: Wow. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting how when you see these uh, low unemployment rates and these low things which should be celebrated, this is a victory. shouldn't it shouldn't it be champagneing this? Yeah, it, it, and this should up this. It just doesn't make any logical sense to me when I look at this article and I'm like, uh, uh okay. I mean,
0: well, I if think this the was, takeaway here is that you can find an economist to back up any old crap you want to. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, I mean,
2: hey, I mean, hey, if Paul, I mean, hey, if Paul Krugman has an economist license, then yeah, there are stupid econo- economists out there. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's why people say to try to refute what we say about yeah. like the Great Depression and other things like that. Like, we have economists on our side. Well, the empirical data should back up yeah. what actually kinda, happened. Kind kind of, reminds says. me of
2: this one. Uh, kind of reminds me of this one conversation I had. Um, I had him with a, you know, with um, uh, you know, with a communist one time. He's like. You know, he's like, you know, well, we have economists that say communism can work, yeah. And then I told, well, then how come you know all these famous and well-respected and well-respected economists say communism can't work? And they said, yeah, but they were all with the Austrian school, so they're biased, so they don't qualify. Yeah,
0: because no other economists are biased. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Anything else? No other than than than
2: your fucking stupid Colorado.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Agreed.
3: This reminds me of these articles that say that like legalizing drugs would be a or uh, raising the minimum wage would be a boon to the economy by 10 trillion dollars like yep. 9000 fallacy much can you please show your work
0: and we might want to ask the same thing of our second biggest bogan emitter, Virginia Governor, Terry McAuliffe. Who oh, yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. Wow. At that rate, every American will be dead by Tuesday. One <laughs> third of the country. One yeah. third. I'm More
1: a, like a fourth, I think. One third, one fourth. Yeah. But that is yeah. a huge margin. But, yeah, you know, it's funny uh, how all this other stuff about gun violence. And they're trying to say, well, you know, they're trying to rock that back. But you know what? I'm going to say this right now. Even if you put your, the gun violence and all the gun control, what they wanted, they still wouldn't get rid of the gun violence in this country because, one, they can't even stop a plant, a plant from getting in this country. They can't stop all these other things getting in the country and and then you're going to put more money and more power into the police or federal or agencies to stop another inanimate object, and whoop, don't be surprised, it can, it will fail again.
2: Yep, I, yeah. I, I, to, I told this to an anti-gun person one time, I asked him, it's like, look, we know prohibition doesn't work with alcohol. We know it doesn't work with drugs. What the hell makes you think it's going to work with guns?
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah, you know. Or
0: immigration, but that's another issue. Yeah,
2: you know, it's, you know, I'm, You know, that's another thing. They uh, they always ignore the black market. They always ignore, you know, the loopholes and all that. They just.
0: So he was speaking to reporters about the Alexandria shooting, and he said, This is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. I've long talked about this. Background checks, shutting down gun show loopholes.
2: No such thing.
0: yeah, I know. That's not for today's discussion, but it's not just about politicians. We worry about this every day for all of our citizens. And so a reporter said, uh, if it's not for today, then why are you bringing it up? And he exactly. said, well, because it's a very serious issue. Yeah,
3: yeah Shane, I got to go. I got to go to a baseball game.
1: All right. Yeah, and win and all that type of stuff.
2: I still got 15 more minutes, so.
0: Cool. Yep. So when a a reporter questioned his 93 million number, he said, did you mean to say 93 million? And McAuliffe responded, 93 million, 93 individuals a day. So now, even if he meant 93 and not 93 million, he'd still qualify because the only way you can get to that level of supposed gun violence is if you include suicides. Yep. Yep.
1: That's right and that's the um thing right there. A lot of people won't get into it. I go see the all the gun die- like yes, and you can look at all the gun the shootings and such. Mostly in in these gun violence stuff, it's probably you know, most of them probably involved the war on drugs and how police and the criminal side. If you take that down, I guarantee you most of the war on those gun sites will go down. And people say, well, see, if we just get this gun control, this whole mythical gun control that will prevent everything else. And even people I talk to and pin them down, they say, well, we'll prevent this? Like, no, but it will make us feel better. I'm like, that's it.
0: It's a placebo effect. When when you look at the actual FBI statistics, the actual number of people killed every day in gun homicides is 32. But keep in mind, homicides includes things like self-defense. When other countries like the UK do it, they only look at convictions. And of course, the gun control bars will say, oh, well, look at that, look at how much lower their number is. And that's how well gun control works. But when you actually look at people who are actually convicted, meaning they committed actual murder and you could prove it and it wasn't self-defense or anything, that number drops to 16. Mm. So 16 not to, down from 93.
2: And not to mention, and I like how, how one friend told me this one time, you know, every time someone says, did you know every year so-and-so people are killed by guns? He says, here's one thing I always ask them. Yeah, and how many of those, those people who were killed by guns were the government holding them? That's true. Yeah, that's, a, that's another thing that they don't or how have many is to
0: them related to the war on drugs or yep. anything else like that?
2: Yeah, that's another thing that, that a lot of those anti-gun people don't um don't um, understand is acknowledge the gun in the room. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you'll disarm the citizens, but how are you going to enforce the law? You need to have a government, a government force with guns to go around making sure people don't own the guns.
0: All right. Anything else on this one? No, nope. nope, Other All than right. another
2: stupid politician.
0: <laughs> okay. On to our first idiot extraordinaire. We don't have Daniel with us to yell it out for us, but whatever. All right. So our first one is going to be PETA. And I'm throwing in uh, – hang on, i got to get – where's my – there we go, PETA. And I'm throwing in David Slater as well, and we've talked about these guys before. Slater is the guy who gave the camera to the monkey, and the monkey took the selfie, and the selfie went viral. And David Slater and PETA both came in to argue that the monkey had a copyright claim on the photo. And we showed wow, that wow. – yeah, you can't yeah. do that because only a human can have a copyright. And even in the law itself, it gives as an example of something that cannot be copyrighted, a photo taken by a monkey.
2: But Shane, animals well, are people too.
0: Well, here, it just took a turn from the bizarre because even though neither of them have any sort of copyright for it, they're actually going against each other. <laughs> Uh, The stupid continues, they pile up the stupid Well it gives us something to talk about At least, so Not only in the US, but in Indonesia As well, where the monkey is Copyright is only available For human creations PETA, of course, as we covered Was arguing that it should hold This non-existent copyright Because, potato Yeah Well PETA was represented by the law firm Irel and Manella and the lawyer, who was this big time, you know, firm on copyright issues, said there has to be a copyright in the image because apparently they're saying there's no such thing as the public domain. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> that's good. Guess what? Most like, um, actually, all, that's my first song. I came
1: forever when I did my little podcast, the Dixie Lounge, came from the public domain.
0: So yeah. I'm like, yeah. But according to them. Everything that gets created automatically has a copyright, and nothing can be in the public domain I... so uh PETA teamed up with a primatologist named Antje Engelhart, and this he's an expert on macaques, and they brought him in, and he you know said all this stuff about how smart monkeys are and things like that. Well, the judge. Qu- quickly and correctly pointed out that monkeys can't get a copyright and that PETA and Englehart have no case at all. PETA appealed with even more business about, no, macaques are smart, and how smart you are has nothing to do with whether you can hold a copyright. copyright. Yeah, it's exactly. An, yeah,
2: yeah, people Yeah, people fail to realize the difference between humans and animals.
0: Animals don't have really
2: rights. No. Yeah, they don't he- have... I'm yeah, sorry. Chris,
0: you dropped out for that, so you'll have to repeat it.
2: Oh, I, I was about to say, I was about to say, um, the difference between humans and, and animals isn't our intelligence. It's our, it's our reasoning and rationality, oh,
1: yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our, 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 our the, uh, yeah. the reason and such, even though most humans, and yeah. you know, don't use it sometimes, but you know, i have killed myself for yeah. that. That's why that's
2: that's why I will say this. It's just a random thing, but that's why I laugh at all those ocean people who say dolphins are smarter than humans because they can listen to they can obey vocal commands and all that. And I'm like, Yeah, well so can my dog and I'm not gonna say my dog's a genius.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just So things got weird when the when the appeals process started, Englehart dropped out of the case and didn't give any reason. But even without her Uh, The case is moving forward, apparently based on what Englehart has been said, but apparently she's now facing criminal charges in New Jersey for harassing PETA's general counsel, whose name is also on the case, and for trespassing on his property. And they say, quote, The named defendant did enter into redacted uh, the place, I guess, uh, of Jeffrey Kerr, a place to which notice against trespass was given by actual communication to the to the defendant, knowing that she or he was not licensed or privileged to do so, specifically by ringing the doorbell of the residence, the owner telling subject to leave the residence, and the subject walked into the backyard of the residence. And Inglehart is now facing criminal charges before it. According to Slater's lawyers, quote, Regardless of the merits or outcome of the criminal case against Dr. Englehart, its very existence is a relevant consideration on whether PETA can adequately represent the interests of Naruto, notwithstanding the documented animosity that has developed between PETA and Dr. Englehart. But again, none of this matters because a monkey can't have a copyright!
2: Yeah, and PETA is so so crazy and all that, you know, it's like... I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised because there was one time where I think they deserved an idiot extraordinaire. There was this one time I remember where they were outside, you know, trying to stop a hunt, even though it was on private property. And when they were told to leave, they left. And as they were driving, they ran over a deer. And who did they blame? They blamed those humans because they weren't because the deer were overpopulated and running around like rampant. That's the thing. That's the thing I really laugh at with like a lot of vegans and peta groups is that they're always special pleading. You know, it's always them evil humans. But if you show them, a, show them a picture of a wolf tearing apart a coyote for no reason other than I didn't like it, they're like, "Well, that's different. They're they're natural creatures."
0: Yeah, whatever.
2: Yeah, whatever. Right, anything
0: else on this? Nope. All right. So finally, our second. Idiot extraordinaire, once I scroll back to the top. Here we are. It's U.S. Customs and Border Control who have announced that locked travel bags are, get this, drug paraphernalia. <laughs> of course.
1: Everything to them is, uh, you know, everything. They're trying so hard to get money back on this war on drugs. So they're trying so hard. So hard to make it seem like it's a, a way to get back people. Yeah, let's get it to war and drugs. We're, we're beating it. Yeah, see, we're going after people. Meanwhile, um, oh, this you know we're, we're wasting all this money and time. Meanwhile, over people in Ohio, they they're overstacking. They can't they can't fill um, you know morgues anymore because people are ODing so much.
2: Oh, what's gonna what's gonna be what's gonna be next? Are you gonna ban? Are you gonna are you gonna ban people from bringing their, their rectums on the plane because some people have used their rectums to, to hide you know contraband? Actually, well, no. And
0: the reason the reason wasn't even that they were using it to hide contraband; they were just using this to keep marijuana away from their kids.
2: Oh, how dare those parents try to not let their kids get a hold of drugs!
0: So this is Stash Logics, which Skip Stone started in 2015, uh, importing combination lock travel bags uh, so that people can store like legitimate pharmaceuticals and stuff like that in it to make sure that their kids don't get it. And he told Reason Magazine that they were about, quote, giving parents and people an option to be safe and secure but CBP gave them a binding order saying that their lock bags were drug paraphernalia and prohibited those bags from entering the country. They also seized $12,000 worth of those cases coming into the country.
1: Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's just, again, this whole war on drugs that has done nothing but destroy lives. It has done nothing but kill and murder and destroy uh, families and, 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 and waste people's time. This right here proves 100% once again that these whole combination lock travel bags, drug familiar, all these types of this BS. All it does is just makes some people – it's it's a placebo effect. It makes people feel good but actually not really doing anything at all to solve the issue.
2: Yep, it's – yep, it's, um, uh, it's just, you know, it's people, you know, that's – I mean people, it's that they want results but – They never stop and think, you know, will this actually work? You know, it's like, that's another thing I hate about with like tragedies and all that. It's like people always say, why didn't we do something? It's like, no, that should not be the first thing we think about.
0: So the reason they gave for this were two reviews on Marijuana Blogs, Weed Blog, and Stoner Mom. The Stoner Mom review said, quote, These cases are a weight off this mother's shoulders. Knowing my stuff is locked away responsibly helps me sleep easy. And the weed blog review said, quote, every responsible marijuana user does everything that they can to keep marijuana away from children. Stash Logix's con- locked containers, it goes on to say, we're an important safe- important safeguard.
2: I don't mean to interrupt you, Shane, but I got to go. I got to get ready for work. Bye. Okay, Bye. Well, thanks for coming. Yep.
0: Another yep. one bites with us. Yeah. <laughs> Just you and me. So uh, they also cited Stash Logics, including an odor reducing pack, which led them to say that its primary intended use was drug use and was therefore drug paraphernalia.
1: Oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice. So it's all this other stuff, and it's not really the same thing. It's just once again, um, <laughs> you know, they just say, oh, it's drug paraphernalia. Really? Not really. Just, We just want to say that just to lock you up.
0: And Stone was offended by that because there's also all sorts of alternative uses for his product. Quote, our website doesn't say anything about cannabis on it. It can be used for anything. I keep a coin collection in it. My kids keep their marble collection in it. Well,
1: nope, nope. According to the state, that's drug. uh, Come in and they see uh, we have to take away from your kids and family now.
0: Well, and apparently they've been very unclear and even contradictory about it. So he sought clarification and got permission for the cases to come into the country, but they like gave him the silent treatment for six months and had all sorts of delays from customs officials. And despite repeated calls, customs would not say if or when they would decide on the legality of this product. Quote, we called them a couple of times asking, are you going to get back to us on this? We want to make some business decisions based on what Customs is going to do. They wouldn't tell us. They wouldn't tell us how long they'd take. They wouldn't tell us how long they had to respond to us. So Stone went ahead and ordered more cases from abroad. One made it through Customs, but the other was seized. And now Stone says, quote, We've had to lay off all but two of us. The person that managed our bookkeeping, he- but keeping an inventory, we laid off. The person that did fulfilling and shipment is gone. The person that did sales and marketing is gone. Well, of course. And they're trying to find a U.S. manufacturer so that customs wouldn't be involved, but the high-cost labor market in America means that they'd have to completely reinvent the, reinvent the cases to keep them available at a reasonable price.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all, again, it's everything that... um. Um. <laughs> again, it keeps everything in the Just again, it always tries to uh, hurt the individual. Always try to do that. It's funny how this. It just keeps going. It just, you know, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Like uh, quote uh, George Lucas. Just keeps it continues to hurt the people.
0: Yep. And I like how this recent blog closes out. It says, "Quote." In an attempt to keep drugs out of the hands of children, the government has decided to go after a product, which by all accounts was pretty good about keeping drugs out of the hands of children. Meanwhile, Oops. Tupperware containers, plastic bags, and aluminum foil continue to pour undeterred into this country.
1: Uh, exactly. So it, at the end of the day, we accomplished nothing, but we felt well, we, we, we uh, wasted people's time, money, energy, and in the end, we still, we wasted money and time. That's that is the U.S. That is the USA way. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I guess that just about does it. So thanks, Charlie, for sticking with me to the end.
1: Yes, yes, I'm here, and I'm you know I'm just gonna go now and uh, set up my own stuff now. So I'll, uh, you know, right. I'll be here. Do
0: so. your own podcast, yeah.
1: No, no. Uh, podcast, that's like, that's oh so 2017. I'm doing the oh. whole new thing, uh, Those the uh, video game streaming those kids like to do nowadays.
0: Oh, you're doing Let's Plays?
1: Uh, well, mm, just live
0: game streaming. I, I, I don't have okay. the patience and time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but thanks and thank you for watching. We'll be back next week with regular podcasts. Gossip